This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. That was the Buzzcocks and Boredom, and this is Totally Wired on Fresh FM, uh, and it's October the 17th, 1977, uh, or kind of pretending to be. Uh, how are you, Jack? Uh, I am okay. I guess the one thing we can promise is boredom, isn't it? Well, you know. uh, I did just wake up I, I two can. hours ago, so... Yeah, you did. You slept um, all day, up all night. Mm, yeah, I was working on something all night. Yes. It wasn't because you you enjoying your Super Saturday. <laughs> no. No. Actually, no, it wasn't connected. If anyone's listening from outside New Zealand, which I very much doubt, firstly, that. Oh, sorry about that. That's all right, just, just hit the microphone, Chris. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I saying? Uh, if anyone's listening from outside New Zealand, which, firstly, I don't think anyone's listening, and B, if anyone is listening, they're probably not listening from outside New Zealand, but we had a Super Saturday yesterday, didn't we? Uh-huh. Which was a, involved something called a Vaxathon. Yep. That's the first time I've heard of a Vaxathon. 
I've never been done before, I don't think. But it's it's a very, it's almost uniquely New Zealand kind of thing. You know, it was like being back in the 1970s or 80s when they had mm. these, used to have these telethons where people used to raise money, you know, and people used to, you know, do things on TV, you know. In other the words. Celebrities kind of like, oh, hi, raise money for so-and-so and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty um, uh, intelligent initiative. I think, it worked, I think it worked really well. Yeah, create a just, day just where you encourage everyone to... Well, um, it, it kind of worked because there was lots of people getting vaccinated yesterday. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, yeah. it worked. Yeah, it, obviously, it worked. Yes, it mm. was just kind of like a curious thing to do. I think. But uh, I, was yeah. I, I was saying actually today that that mm. maybe that's what people needed, like a day of fun and togetherness to f to get people who have been reluctant so far to just out mm. and fun. And do what? It. What fun was there, had? There was fun, Jack. You just missed it because you weren't there. You didn't have any fun because you didn't go out and have fun uh, yesterday. Okay. There were sausage sizzles and ice creams and probably bouncy castles, probably like probably all sorts of things like that. Did you see any? I didn't go out either, but okay. So you I, didn't actually see any of this. I didn't see any of it. But so I'm, you're just presuming. I'm guessing. I think there was. Yeah, there was okay. music, music, dancing, ice cream, sausages. Bouncy actually, castles. there was a bit of music in the middle of Nelson Town Square. There was. Yeah, there I did go because you were out, weren't you? Yeah, I did go out uh, yesterday for a Super Saturday. Wasn't actually related to that. <laughs> it wasn't related at all. Yeah. I was just, I was meeting a friend. Anyway, we should be back in 1977 now, where there's no vaxathons. There was there were probably telethons and things like that. But yeah, um, anything you want to? What we got? What what have you got for us this week? So um, just give us a taste of. Uh, not too much, but I do want to mention the Sex Pistols again, because um, after releasing their um, you know debut, their flagship uh, singles and album in uh, 1976, yes, uh, they then released only one single uh, that well they enter a, a contract with e e EMI yes a massive music label they release one single and then uh, EMI term terminates them yes yeah well, pr prior to that we'll go on carry on yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in response to uh, a uh, beh behaviour on uh, television on <laughs> RTVs today yes and uh, two days ago and, and then two days before uh, London, uh, London they were really disruptive and uh, caused a massive scene. Yes. Mm. And, and then, then their next contract would last with another record company, which only lasted two weeks. Yes. Yeah. So they signed to A&M, and they recorded the single God Save the Queen. And when people heard it, they said, we're not releasing this. Uh -huh. uh, and so it was all the singles were destroyed, apart from, I think, only like about 20 or something. Uh -huh. And it had now cost you like about $10,000 if you wanted to buy one. Uh -huh. Yeah. Pretty uh, amazing. Well, I don't actually, I'm just making that up, but it's very, very expensive. This, this single's very rare. Yeah. So then they signed with who in the end? Uh, I don't actually have. Okay. Any they signed with me. Virgin Records. Richard, Virgin. Bran Richard Branson signed them. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then of course they they got into more bother by releasing their first album, which was called Nevermind the Bollocks. Ah yes. Um, which is kind of like. And it was actually a complete album. Yes, and well, they got taken to court for obscenity for <laughs> releasing an album with that word in it. Uh huh. It's just funny really it was all funny that was funny it was all kind of funny yeah anyway mm, thank you uh, uh, this is David Bowie so he released two albums in 1977 bit greedy but uh, this is from uh, the album Heroes mm -hmm. this is the track Heroes <laughs> Thank you. 
This is David Bowie and Heroes from the album Heroes. Uh, so you don't think I can say bollocks on the air, do you? Uh, don't think no, I should. I, I just don't know if it's still in the vicinity. That is, uh, I don't know. We'll find prohibited. out. We'll, we'll find out, won't we? If, yeah, we'll, if, we'll if, find out. If eventually. the police come to the the window and start yeah. tapping, <laughs> yep, I'll just say it was him. <laughs> I'll point mm. at you. Oh, okay. So he didn't know. He didn't know the word. Anyway, so you made a very astute observation about that song just then, Heroes. Uh, yes, to me it feels like this is the first shoegazing song that right. was created, or at least became popular. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see. And I'd never really thought of it that way, but when you said it, I thought, oh, yeah, it is, has mm. that kind of sound to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, if you don't know, shoegazing is going to become a genre in the 80s, and uh, it gets its name because the musicians would, you know, stand on stage and then just look at their shoes the whole yes. performance because yes. they were often shy and introverted people mm-hmm. and their music was um had you know these long synths and these sort of sort of, um uh, guitars how would you describe them i guess quite sort of jangly but also quite um a bit of a drone sometimes drone yeah. yeah yeah they were drone on yeah. and um then the singers would range in their own delivery and yeah. Shoegazing's quite popular, isn't it? I mean, the music of shoegazing, not not shoegazing itself, because uh-huh. I, I don't. Uh, like, yes. I, li- I quite like my shoes, but I don't gaze at them mm. that much. Um, but the musical genre is quite popular, isn't it? Mm, yeah, amongst people you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I was surprised. I mean, I I, I gave a lift to some uh, some of Charlie's friends, and one mm. of them was talking about shoegazing albums, like mm, yeah. that I wouldn't expect anyone to have ever heard. Yeah, he knew them all, mm. which was just interesting. Yeah, they have. They still retain a niche and still a yeah, yeah. fan base indeed, yeah. um, t- to this day, which I think is pretty cool. And also, um, this was the um, when it came to fashion sort of subgroups, uh-huh. you know, subcultures. Goths were the ones who would listen to shoegazing music at the beginning. Yes, mm. yes, yeah, yes. That's right. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, their musical tastes changed uh, with you know new generations of goths, but yes, yeah, this was the original sort of music for. Well, they, I, th- I think, I think people who called themselves goths liked David Bowie, yeah, Bowie, mm. yeah, and those those kind of people, mm. and of course, he recorded these albums in Berlin, so it was a kind of mysterious kind of foreign know, Eastern city, European war. kind of. There was a wall, and there's all this architecture. It's actually gothic in itself, isn't it, in Berlin? Oh um, yes, actually, know, it's like, yes. So it's like mm. a, <laughs> this kind of. It's you know, fitting for the name, I guess. Dark and yeah. cold and kind of all that mm. kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it appealed to that that um, aesthetic, I guess, didn't it? Yeah, mm, kind of. Anyway, punk was dead by now. Seriously, 1977. It, I think <laughs> punk had died as uh-huh. soon as people started wearing certain clothes and being. Once it became a fashion, punk it, itself had died because yeah. it couldn't. It wasn't a fashion. Uh-huh. It couldn't be a fashion. Yeah, it like it was impossible conceptually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So punk was dead, and and <laughs> what followed was was some some really good music, uh-huh. in my opinion. Yeah, yep. oh, you're laughing at me, but it was true. Uh, I don't know. It's weird because the w- the phrase "punk dead" is dead is kind of an oxymoron because it was just going to get more popular from yes, now on. Yes, but all the original sort of punks who wanted to defend their conceptual anarchist an- anarchism. Yes. Uh, we're just, you know, saying, "Oh, punk is dead." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it says it had to, be, it had to, it couldn't survive, could it? I mean, the original it's idea, it's a nihilistic thing, so it had to die. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Anyway, uh, there was these. Uh, this is the jam.
the German in the city uh, if you don't know then that was Paul Weller's first group Paul Weller yes okay. you don't know Paul Weller do you Jack? Uh, no I don't actually don't really. tell us about him well he's the singer with the jam okay. went, on, went on to have a very illustrious solo career okay yeah hmm. anyway the jam wore suits and kind of nice shoes they were like mods oh mods but they were like okay. but you know a bit like the clash really kind of not punk at all mm. I see and they sang about like kids on the street and stuff like that it was yeah. kind of a bit angry kind of a bit but it made sense like why the clash and the jam existed because i think the very originals of the punk uh lifestyle aesthetic and philosophy was in the dourness of 1970s england at least for english yeah, punks yeah so um now most people who ended up in punk bands were working class well, yeah mo- mostly men but actually women yeah. were much more able to get involved Mm, yeah, but it was mostly working class people. Mostly, I mean, there were some who weren't, but hmm. you know, I um, mean, in that song, he, he, Paul Weller sings, "I know I come from Woking, and Woking's like a posh kind of suburban town." Wokington, Woking, Woking. Oh, yeah, okay. It's in Surrey, so it's, it's like a. So he's like almost apologising that he comes from this uh-huh. this nice place. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. Yeah, it was almost like you had to come from like this working class background to, <laughs> to have to any actually credentials have, a, have to any opinion about this music. Exactly, and that's, that's, yeah. that's not fair, obviously. Mm. Uh, I guess it's strange when people sort of leave their class and then try to become another, I guess, I guess adopt a different sort of, I guess, class that they don't come from. Or at least... Well, a lot of people do that, don't they? A lot of people... But a lot of people do that, yeah. Aspire to be... Um, uh, middle class when they're they're born working class, you yeah. know they want property or to own their own place and yeah. and rise in that respect. And a lot of people um, are middle class and pretend not to be and adopt a working class persona. Yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess when it comes to the middle class people trying to become working class, mm. uh, it's often seen um, as a bit bizarre to people because they are trying to um adopt a less i guess uh wealthy or less yeah. educated or less um i don't know it's, ha- posh. it's, ha- 
it's harder harder to appreciate when 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 very when some quite rich people try it because mm, yeah. y- you always think well you're you're rich anyway so yeah, you're rich anyway <coughs> you know you're never going to suffer so mm, yeah you know you're never going to I think the only way you could actually food or anything so. I think you could only actually really approve of their um of, of a rich person um divorcing themselves from their working class uh, from a um rich sort of um, background if they actually decide to actually live like a working class person right they live in a working class house right. they live in a and give all their money away not i don't think the person needs to give them money away i think they just need to um live a more um austere lifestyle or a yeah. less yeah. wealthy lifestyle yeah and you don't need to give away your money you can still use your money to do what you want with it I, but, but you can't use it to you know um, live in a nice house no. and live in a, have a nice car. If there are any upper class people listening who want to do that and want to give their money away, then me and Jack uh, are available to recycle finance, aren't we? Yes, yes, actually, yeah. Financial yeah. recycling firm. <laughs> we can do that. Indeed. Uh, anyway, thank you. This is Obvious Costello. Dread. 
Costello and watching the detectives you were commenting on the scar nature of that song or the reggae-ish yes nature yeah um that's one of uh so scar is going to eventually um spoiler alert going to uh be joined with, with punk in i think 1980 but um i think we see scar entering british music more and more now yeah and being played by um i guess white british musicians yes and they're wanting to you know figure out how to play this um, Jamaican music yeah yeah. I don't know why Elvis Costello did it or got it from but he, he uh, there was just kind of that kind of music around I guess and he just did it yes you know because anything went as like I was saying you know mm. there was no rules anymore really yeah uh, by yeah. 1977 it's yeah. when uh, people start to abandon the old approach to music <coughs> yeah and uh Elvis Costello used to work with my dad. Did I ever tell you that story? No. <laughs> I was watching the Top of the Pops, this this music programme, <laughs> uh-huh. and my dad was sitting there, and Elvis Costello came on. It was about this sort of time, really. Uh-huh. And um, he said, he said, what's he doing on TV? And he, he told me his, his name's Declan McManus, not Elvis, Declan Elvis Costello. McManus, Declan sorry. McManus is Declan his real McManus, name. Okay. He said, that's Declan. And, and I didn't believe my dad for years, but actually it turns out he, he did used to work um, <laughs> as a computer operator with with my dad. It's oh, quite cool. funny, really. Huh. Yeah, anyway, mm. just something like that. Uh, nice, small world. Yeah, kind of small. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway. But Elvis Costello looked like Buddy Holly. It was kind of kind of funny look he had. Yeah. But um, obviously a, a genius when it came to music, yeah. Uh, so uh, lots of music around the world was changing, I think. You know, different different genres were emerging and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play you something from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Pear Ubu. <laughs> Thank you. 
Te reo irirangi o te tau ihu o te waka a Maui. Soon, root from some cartoon. Things 
sail The sun will rise from here Then I'll be ten feet time And you'll be nothing at all Yeah, I got my down machine I got my electronic train Time to do something, ain't no loser Got my song producer, I ain't no loser That was the Dead Boys and uh, Sonic Reducer. And before that, Pear Ubu and Null Alignment Pact. So, uh, there were some inventions in 1977. Some new fancy things happened. Yes. Oh, there always is, I know. But some, There's always inventions things. being invented. But uh, there were a few notable <laughs> ones uh, uh, this year. The first M- MRI scanner was tested oh, right. in Brooklyn. Handy. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, there was also um, the GPS system that was inaugurated by the US Department uh, of Defense. Well, where would we be with that GPS? Yeah, that started in 1977. I didn't, uh, really, didn't really realise. We didn't have cell phones then, so we couldn't use it. Mm, yeah. But, I mean, someone could use it, I yeah, guess. Yes, the American... Important people. Yeah, important people in the federal not government the, of the United States of America. Not like us. No. no. But no. eventually, we get our hands no, Now I use GPS, yes. Yeah. If I can get it to work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, it's, it's amazing. You, you look at all the uh, inventions that are uh, created, and you see the uh, American... Uh, federal agencies using them before they become yeah. commercial yeah. or they become used by the general yeah. populace. Like the microwave. Yeah. There's a, uh, military technology, I mm. believe. Yes. Microwave weapons. They were trying to make it into a weapon and yeah, instead. Weaponized it, it and then only became a weapon <coughs> for. Just to heat, heat, heat up your burrito. Yeah. Or for, whatever. Yeah. Or your soup. To attack uh, cold food. <laughs> yes. Uh, first commercial, commercial flight, uh, the Concorde from London to New York. Ah, that supersonic. To, yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he used, uh, to, he used to kind of break. He used to make this enormous bang when it, it broke the sound. When, when it flew at the speed of sound, it used to come mm. to this, this this sonic boom, which was t- so distinctive. You could tell when Concorde was flying. Uh-huh. Oh, I, mean, I, I live near Heathrow Airport, so it's like common common thing. But uh, yeah. you know, well, not common. But I mean, you knew when it was Concorde. Uh-huh. Mm, mm. An impressive plane. You've probably never seen it, have you? No, I haven't actually. No. The Russians invented a supersonic jet as well. It's a, a good story. You should read about it. Okay, cool. In, the, in that I think it was probably sabotaged by people oh. <laughs> to stop being successful. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yes. Uh, so, and the last part that I'd like to mention is uh, Apple II computers. They went on the sale in 1977. Apple II. And Apple II um, employed this thing called VisiCalc, which, um, in short allowed the use of spreadsheets. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. Um oh. so that, that's we, how love, old we love spreadsheets, spreadsheets don't we? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean they're, so, the only they're reason, so good, aren't they? The only and reason yeah. why uh Apple um Apple II could use VisiCalc was uh because it had forty eight kilobytes. It had enough bytes to be able to use spreadsheets. Use spreadsheets, yeah. But man, can you can you think of that? Forty eight kilobytes being massive. It's big. Three times the bigger than any other com- commercial computer on the yes. market in 1977. Yeah. Yeah, funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And now we have tiny, tiny sort of um, U- USB sticks that can t- hold up to, you know, a terabyte. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Doesn't bear thinking about it, really, does it? 
Yeah. So let's not think about. Well, we could think about it, couldn't we? Apple Two. Did mm. they have games on it as well? For the probably chess. Oh yeah, I think it, you could only play chess or chess and stuff like stuff chess like and that. spreadsheets. Mm. Wow, the, that, that's a super Saturday, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to get my Apple Two computer out, and play chess, and do some spreadsheets. Yeah. No, really, it was quite exciting. But it probably was exciting at the time. I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking the Mickey Allen spreadsheet, but actually at the time... When I read this, I actually think, oh, wow, it must have been so exciting to be t- alive yes. back then. Yes, but actually... Only in, involved in the computer industry. Yes, but Just actually... Just for me, yeah. To see a spreadsheet and to, to realise that you could calculate things and all those kind of things mm. on, on, a, on this kind of screen in front of you yeah. must have been pretty incredible. Mm. And I, I'm taking the Mickey out of it. I shouldn't really, should I? Uh, well, you can, you can be... You can, you're allowed to, but allowed um, to. I shouldn't really. Anyway, w- when I read more, I just think about how uh, awesome and amazing it would have been to uh, be born in like 1950s in Silicon Valley to help. Oh, you know, to be part of all that. Yeah, be a part of the uh, uh, yeah start of the computer industry. It yeah. would have been incredible. Yeah, I, I would have thought it would have been awesome. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. I was born in 1996, so I couldn't. There are uh, other things that you other things that I can do. Yeah, maybe. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, whatever. Um, anyway, the future's here. This is Kraftwerk.
was the electric light orchestra and mr blue sky uh, and they were really hairy and i didn't like them at the time but now i really like that song uh-huh it's like my guilty pleasure your you know my yeah uh, bohemian rhapsody really so you look down on me for liking bohemian raps i don't look down on you ever okay ever. sure uh-huh. no but, but um, you have this song I, I, you, could, I, like. I can't see anything wrong with that song at all yep. i'm sure there is something very much wrong mm-hmm. with it but if anyone doesn't like it then you know i'll just say bollocks really uh-huh, again sure something i don't okay. know what are we going to do uh, there's some mm. songs that you just like and and you shouldn't deny that they're, they're good songs should you yeah exactly. like bohemian rhapsody i don't i don't deny it's a good song at yeah. all mm-hmm. uh, not one bit it know? is overplayed though possibly sure. yeah perhaps perhaps if you hear it so too many times it just becomes you know it loses its suddenly, it's, suddenly it's the uniqueness of it which yeah, drew, yeah. drew you in no longer unique because yeah. you just what you just listen to it a hundred times yeah true yeah true. that's probably it yeah yeah uh, anyway this has been totally wide uh, and we've been in 1977 and next week we're going to be uh, in 1978 i think is mm-hmm. that right? yes uh, 1978 because yeah, that follows 77 doesn't it yes that is how that's uh, how time goes time works yes right so it's october now be november next month will it uh-huh that's good yeah. yeah anyway thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we haven't forgotten the disco exists, have we? Nope. No. This is Donna Summer. Good night. Good night.
thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.